0: You guys, and welcome to the Simply Wellish podcast. I'm so excited you're here. And on the day I'm recording this, I'm a little fired up about life. So I'm sorry if I talk too fast and I'm sorry if I sound too excited, but I'm also not sorry. So, welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Maybe I already said that. I don't know. My name is Marissa, and I am the creator behind the Simply Wellish podcast. I am 37 years old. I live in the South. I am a mom of two. I am married. I am currently working full time. And this is the dream. A little bit of history about me because we all want to know like, well, what motivated you to do this? Like, why would somebody do something like this? So I've always been athletic. I've always been involved in some sort of sports. I did gymnastics growing up. I played volleyball. I did softball. I ran track. That was very short-lived and a very bad decision, but I did it anyways. I always worked out my favorite. I did not like gym class, but I loved it when our gym class did either conditioning workouts, the stretch tests, or we were in the weight room. I was all for those days. I was this little girl who was more th- I'm, n- I'm not really that little, okay? I'm like 5 6, but I was this girl who was more than happy to go into the weight room and out squat the football players and I was dang proud of it. Maybe you can even hear it in my voice. I'm still dang proud of it to this day and that was like 20 years ago. But I digress. It's always been a part of who I am. It's always been a big part of my life. It was what I did with my free time. Um, I hung out with my brother's friends who were in college when I was in high school and they would go out and do things that, um, you know, older kids did. They would go to places that I wasn't allowed to go or they would be out later than I was allowed to be out. And so I would go home and work out like that's literally what I did with my time. It's how I occupied myself. And I always, I'd always wanted to be a trainer. And so when I got out of high school, I got my first job and I coached gymnastics and I coached at a local YMCA. And then I was like, you know what? I should go work in the gym world because I can. So I started working in gyms and then of course working in gyms led to training. And I did that for a few years until I got married. And when I was 24, I started my very first company. I started a personal training business out of my home. And y'all, I will be completely honest, it did not go so well. And it did not go so well because of some of the things that I'm getting ready to talk about. There were certain things that I needed to go through in my life before I could be a really good trainer and really truly help someone who needed help. And those are some of the things we're going to hit on today. Do you know that expression, the beginning of the end? Well, I have this section titled in my notes is the beginning of the change. And the reason I say that is because I had spent 25 years of my life loving health and fitness. I loved eating healthy. I loved working out. I loved pushing myself hard. I loved being competitive it was it was a big part of who I was. It was very much part of my identity, and it was one of those things that people just associated with me. But when I was twenty five, um, I got pregnant with my son, and to say I went off the rails is a gross understatement. But I didn't intentionally go off the rails. But I'm telling you that when you go to one Chick-fil-A and you hoover down a sandwich and then you turn around and drive to another Chick-fil-A and hoover down a sandwich and then eat that same sandwich a couple of hours later, it's it's hard to stay within that recommended, you know, 35 pound weight gain. So by the time it was all said and done, I had gained over 70 pounds. And that's just where I stopped the last time I looked at the scale. I still had four weeks worth of appointments to go that last time I saw the scale at my doctor's office, and I was around 70 pounds then. So I know I gained more because you gain more weight in those last four weeks. So I'm 5'6", I've always, like my healthy weight is right around 150 pounds, and I got up to 237 pounds the last time I looked at that scale. That is a lot of weight on somebody my size. And it kind of was what set into motion this big life change for me and not life change in a positive way. So I had my son and some of the weight came off, but I kind of stopped losing weight right around 200 pounds. So I was 50 pounds heavier than I was at what I would consider closer to my healthy weight. My son had some health struggles And fitness and my health just completely and totally took a backseat. Around the time my son was six months old, we started to notice some hives breaking out on his face. And I didn't really think much of it. And then one day I went to lay him, I fed him breakfast and then I went to lay him down for his nap. And a few minutes later, I heard this just absolutely just gut-curdling scream come from his room. I ran up the stairs as fast as I could and I look in his crib and this sweet, pudgy, you know, roly-poly, happy little baby was covered from the top of his crib to the bottom of his crib in vomit. Like, I was like, how does this much stuff even come out of a child this small? So, of course, First time mom, but then I think any mom at this rate, I called the doctor and they were like, come in right away. So we went in and after a long series of appointments, my son was diagnosed with food allergies and not just, you know, food allergies that, okay, you know, you need to be a little aware of these, just be careful what he eats, but life threatening food allergies. This, and this diagnosis took months it was almost, I think he was a year before he was officially diagnosed with life and death style food allergies. There's, if you're not familiar with food allergies, there are what's called the top eight. And I actually think since he was diagnosed 10 years ago, the top eight has changed. But at the time, and there's always one I forget, so forgive me if you're counting along, but at the time they were wheat, dairy, Eggs, soy, corn, tree nuts, peanuts, and shellfish. Holy cannoli, I actually got all eight of them. <laughs> he was allergic to five. Five of those foods and the five most common. He was allergic to soy. He was allergic to dairy. He was allergic to wheat. He was allergic to all nuts. So that kind of takes out two of them peanuts and tree nuts. And he was deathly allergic to eggs. So food allergies are scaled from a zero to a five. Zero being no reaction, which is probably what the majority of us sit at for most foods. And a five being this could kill you. You have to walk around with an EpiPen. Whatever you do, do not ingest it. His egg allergy was a 4.5. So it was really bad. It was very serious. Now I don't know how much you know about nutrition. I don't know how much you've ever read the back of a box, but if you've never done it, let me just tell you to find food that doesn't have wheat, soy, dairy, corn, or nuts in it 10 years ago was incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult and incredibly expensive. And this is one of those things that I really feel like changed changed my course. It changed his for sure, but it changed mine as well. My personality is the personality of a researcher. When I want to know something, I'm not going to wait to be given the information. I'm going to go find the information. And so when you take this little precious baby that I had been given and you tell me he can't have all of these things... And all of these things were what my fitness background was built on. Whole wheat pasta, whole wheat bread, eggs, Greek yogurt. All of these things were just staples in the nutrition world from the fitness perspective because they gave you a lot of bang for your buck. But when it came to the allergy world, these things were totally off limits. So I had to completely unlearn everything that I knew about cooking. And at this point, I had been making food from scratch and creating my own recipes for probably, I don't know, seven or eight years. I had notebooks full of original recipes that I had just shelved. Then this happened. And so I not only had to learn how to continue to learn to be a new mom, I had to learn how to navigate this diagnosis for him. And I had to learn how to feed him. I went into overdrive when it came to researching because I didn't just want to know what I could feed him, but I wanted to know what how was it affecting him, like what exactly in it was he allergic to, what did I need to pay attention to, and if you've ever had to do any sort of research when it comes to allergens or nutrition or anything like that, it becomes a black hole a black rabbit hole of information very very quickly one thing leads to the next which leads to the next which leads to the next and for five years this is where I found myself trying to help him get through this diagnosis during this time I got pregnant again and I had another kid I gained a healthy like I don't know maybe 40 35 40 pounds um, and I had another kid to throw in this But now I had this preschooler who was getting ready to go to school and he had all of these food allergies and I was like, what in the world am I going to do with this? So I had spent the last few years really just digging hardcore into nutrition and gluten-free, dairy-free, egg-free, free of all the things. Of course that changes me as a person too, but At this point, I wasn't focused on my health at all, and it showed. And it was, as you can imagine, it was an incredibly stressful time. And that stressful time was the catalyst of what you are seeing today. I went through an incredibly dark time in 2015. I think part of it was being a new mom. Part of it was I had severe undiagnosed postpartum depression, not once, but twice. And then this health crisis that my kid was going through. So it was very hard on my body. But I didn't realize that all of that was going on at the time. I just thought this is life and you just have to push through it and you have to be strong and, you know, go, 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 go. You know, what is that song? Um, If you're going through hell, just keep on going. That's kind of how it was. I was going through hell and I just kept on going. So I just kept pushing through and it caught up with me in 2017. And in 2017, I started having weird things going on with my body that had never been an issue before. I started having really, really bad gut issues to the point where if I ate probably more than like 100 calories, so like a little snack pack of something, or if I ate something that was even the teeniest bit hard for my body to digest... I started having really bad, really painful gut issues. I looked like I was six months pregnant and I was not pregnant. And then the scariest time came in the middle of the night. And this happened on multiple occasions, but this is the one I remember the best. It was the first time I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt like I couldn't move. And I felt like I couldn't move my legs. And it terrified me. Obviously, I think anybody would have been terrified. And I tried to just breathe through it because that's what I do. That's what all my years of working out in athletics taught me to do. You just breathe through the pain. And I realized that the pain was coming from my lower back and my hips. And it was so bad. It was like sucking the breath out of my chest. And it took such an immense amount of effort to move and I couldn't twist my trunk. I could barely, like I was having to pick my legs up and move them. And this was terrifying. So I finally got into a comfortable position and I remember going back to sleep and I woke up the next morning and I hurt like almost like, um, you know, you just did some really hard like yard work or something like that kind of hurt and i was really stiff and i was like well i i guess i'm fine and i just went on this happened a few more times after that it it none of it was ever as severe as that first time but it continued to happen i continued to have the gut issues and then and i mean i was going to say and then vanity kicked in as if looking 6 months pregnant and not being pregnant wasn't bad enough i started having horrendous and I mean horrendous nasty like teenage style cystic acne all across my jawline and I was like what in the world is going on with me went to my doctor talked to my doctor went through multiple rounds of blood tests and all anybody ever told me was everything is quote-unquote normal Now, if you've ever been through a process of trying to get a diagnosis for something, you know that the worst thing to hear is normal. You just want a dang answer. And I couldn't get them. I went through three different blood tests of three different things. I went through a hormone test. I went through a general gynecology style blood test. And then I went through a health screening blood test. And everything said that I was normal. And that everything was fine. And I I knew deep down inside, no, I'm not fine. So I did what I knew to do. I was like, well, let me clean up my diet and I'll start working out and maybe that'll help. So for the next year, I was at the gym for, I don't know, like three or four days a week, an hour to an hour and a half at a time. I was eating really clean. And again, this was my background. Like this is what I did. So I knew what I was doing. And a year went past, not an inch. I did not lose an inch. I did not lose a pound. I was the exact same size as when I started. I looked exactly the same, like nothing had changed. All the markers, all the barometers of getting healthy and losing weight, none of them were there. It was, it was as if I didn't do anything for the that year And I went back to my doctor and I said, something is not right. Test my, test me again. And I told her at this point, I went in a little more researched and I told her, I said, here's the issues I think I'm struggling with. Here's the issues I think I have based on previous doctor's appointments and things from my past. I said, I need to be tested for PCOS. I need you to test me for insulin resistance. I need you to test me for diabetes and, um, I said, I need you to test my thyroid. I asked her to test all the things. She tested all the things. Everything came back normal. You're fine, she said. So I left insanely defeated, really pissed off, and I didn't know what else to do at that point. I think this is around the time I did Whole30, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with Whole30 or not, but what whole 30 is is it was a it was designed to be an elimination diet that helps to fix like sometimes food allergies or food sensitivities but also the addictive behavior that comes along with food it's nothing that's meant to be long term it's literally meant to be done for 30 days so i did whole 30 and you eliminate, and I know I'm going to forget some of this, but you eliminate gluten, wheat, dairy, sugar. I think those are the big ones. You you eliminate the stuff that is very inflammatory to, towards your system. If you've ever had to fight for something in the medical system, you know that they are not necessarily the easiest to work with. You really have to be your own advocate. You have to get really pushy a lot of times. And even then, sometimes you can't get what you need to get. Now, I never received a diagnosis. To this day, I still don't have a diagnosis. But one of the things that I learned, I actually learned from my son's allergy doctor, And it was when we were going through all those years with his food allergies, we had to do elimination diets frequently. And his doctor said, and this was in regards to him, he had no idea that I was going through issues of my own. And honestly, I didn't even think to ask, which is kind of dumb. But he said to me, the only way to truly 100% know if you are allergic or sensitive to a food is to eliminate it put it back in and eliminate it again and journal your symptoms and everything that goes on with you during that time. When you eliminate it, if those symptoms go away, great. When you put it back in, if those symptoms come back, okay, something to pay attention to. If you take it out and your symptoms go away, you have your answer right there. So I had to figure out my own answer and what I have figured out to this day. Again, I have yet to receive a diagnosis But what I have figured out to this day is I am sensitive to gluten and dairy. I'm not going to say I'm allergic to either one. Well, I'm not allergic to either one because I can consume them without any major issues. But too much of them at one time or prolonged consumption of them create all kinds of issues. Joint pain, hair loss, gut dysbiosis, constipation, um itchy skin, cystic acne along my jawline, weight gain, just all kinds. Oh, oh, here's, here's another fantastic one. Hair growing in places you don't really want hair to grow. TMI, I know, but it is what it is. Figuring all this out, figuring out that gluten and dairy were two of my triggers, I was like, well, (laughs) easy peasy. Let's get rid of those things. And so I loosely followed it for the next few years. And I had a few issues here and there. Like I started to notice that there was a connection between consuming too much dairy and what my skin looked like, or a connection between eating too much wheat and having headaches and neurological issues and some gut issues and some joint issues and some mobility issues. So everything was just kind of going along. And I would say I had a couple of what I call, I think it was 2021 and same thing, the same thing happened again. It wasn't as bad as it was the first time, but I started noticing the lower back and hip pain was coming back. The joint pain was coming back. I had headaches all the time. I had trouble sleeping. I had hair growth in places I didn't want it. The acne came back. Um, the gut issues came back the just everything that I had dealt with before and some new ones came back. And so I started digging into it because that's what I do. I dig into these things and I learn about these things. And then I started connecting the effect that our imbalanced hormones have on all the different parts of our body. And I started learning about the effect that the liver has on our body and the effect that the thyroid has on our body. Because honestly, up until this point, I didn't really know much about those things. You know, I knew that liver processed alcohol and, you know, filtered things through our body. I I knew that we had a thyroid, but honestly, I didn't really know what it did. It wasn't my specialty. It wasn't a muscle, so I didn't really pay that much attention to it. But I started learning all of these different things that connect within our body. And I started learning what it looked like also as because at this point I was working full time so I was working full time I had two I was a a wife and a mom I had two kids in school I was going to my job during the day I was coming home at night you know and it was we were going to kids sports in the evenings and I just felt like m- my personal life like my body myself was just getting lost in in the spin that is life Couple of months ago. So I'm recording this podcast. It is August of 2022. And it was about April of 2022. And I had a third flare. This one was very short lived, but I had a third flare. The gut issues came back. And I remember I was standing in the garage and I looked at my husband and I had tears in my eyes and I said, I'm so sick and tired of feeling this way and being told over and over and over again that everything is normal. And I looked at him and I said, everything is not normal. If everything was normal, then everything that I've done in the past would have worked and I wouldn't be at this place. So what the hell is going on inside of my body? And I knew that that was the point that I had to make serious lifestyle changes. And that point is what brought me here today. Because this whole thing, this Simply Wellish thing, I'll be honest, part of it's about me. Part of it is about keeping myself accountable, but there's a bigger part of it that knows that there are other women out there like me who have been told over and over and over again, all of your labs are normal, All your blood work is normal. You're totally fine. I don't know what your problem is. And they have been brushed off and brushed aside and they don't know what to do. Or maybe your issue is not that severe. Maybe you've just been trying to lose weight and you think you're doing all the things right and you still can't do it. You still can't find this healthy place, this healthy balance. You're either 100% in one area and zero in the other, or you just feel like you're given the bare minimum to everyone and everything in your life, and you're just done with it. Because my issue is a weight is what I feel like is a weight issue and it's a health issue, but that may not be your issue, but you can still find connection with being sick and tired of feeling this way. And that is why I wanted to do this because I know that there are other women out there like me who need women like me. They need women like themselves. They need someone. They need a community to come alongside of them and support them and not blow sunshine up their rear end, but tell them it's going to be hard and it's going to be a struggle and you're going to have to sweat and you're probably going to cry and you're probably going to say a bunch of curse words, but dang it. I'm gonna be there with you when you do this and I'm gonna see it through with you and I'm gonna celebrate you when you need to be celebrated and I'm gonna cry with you when you need someone to cry with you and I'm going to be there. Our society makes it so hard to know how to do things the right way. One side of the argument says you need to work out this much, and another side says you need to work out this much. You need to lift weights. You need to do cardio. You need to eliminate gluten. Don't eliminate gluten unless you have to. Eat this many calories. Eat this many calories. Count macros. Don't count macros. You don't have to drink water. Oh, only drink filtered water and nothing else. It will make your head spin How many times I feel like I have been caught in the laundry cycle that is the world of health and fitness, I can't even tell you. And honestly, with as much as I know, with as much history and research and background as I have in this industry, I know that if I get confused and I get lost, that there's other women out there who are confused and lost as well. So Simply Wellish is just being that. It is learning to be well simply. It doesn't have to be as complicated as our culture makes it seem. I'm not saying it's easy. It's not easy. It's probably one of the hardest things you'll ever do in your life to live healthy and to live balanced and to live simple and to live a life of rest. But it's one of the things in our life that is the most necessary. So thank you for spending the time going through this with me. And I don't know what it sounds like on the other side of this podcast, but I can tell you, I record my podcast in my closet because it's got the best soundproofing. And I can tell you that I have shed tears. I have yelled. I have been on the verge of cussing a couple of times. There's a lot of emotion that has gone behind this. And I hope some of that comes through. I hope you can hear my heart behind this podcast. Thank you for listening And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And I can't wait to get to see your faces and get to know you better. As we go through this, if you and I don't already know each other, I hope you'll come and find me on socials. You can look me up, Marissa Dodgen, or I think if you look up Simply Wellish, it'll probably pop up too. I look forward to getting to know you and I look forward to getting to know your stories. And that's all I got for you now until episode two.